0: Welcome to the Brew News Podcast, all the news that's fit to brew. I'm Andrew. And I'm Laura. And we're back for more Haunted Hops.
1: These are indeed haunted.
0: They are very haunted. Uh, last week, we enjoyed some haunted legends, uh, spooky legends that you guys got to enjoy with us. We got to learn more about Ichabod and his crazy cranes. Uh, we got to do a little bit, uh, dive into some of the history of the Edmund Fitzgerald, which was just fascinating. And uh, we also got to hit up a little bit of the Devil's Tramping Ground. And what he, what that, what that boy up to these days? Um
1: and the veiled stranger and the veiled
0: stranger yeah and her, her and her yeah but <laughs> she she probably with the devil tramping around you know roms uh, so this week we are going to focus on haunted places now la you did the research what would you what you mean places so
1: this is going to focus on some haunted breweries around the country haunted breweries based on the location that they are mm-hmm. and some of the stories and legends behind yep. the things that people might have experienced in their brewery.
0: Yeah. So we're not going to be diving into anything that's not a brewery tonight. Right. right. Yeah. So before we dive into our first brewery, let's dive into our beer from our first brewery. We're diving
1: a whole lot. We're diving in a lot. one sentence. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So much diving. <laughs> you have to dive and then dive again. Um, Streamline. It's fine. Fine. Let's fine. go. So before we swim out <laughs> to sea, uh, we are going to start with the Bomb Beer Farmhouse Ale from Jolly Pumpkin.
1: This is named after Bomb. The Tenacious Brewery Dog. And when I read the reason behind it, this is sad. This delicious farmhouse ale, this is from their website, is named for our dra- Jack Russell, who struck by a car, bounced back in a fine, tenacious Jack Russell fashion. This farmhouse ale is brewed for those of us who knocked down, have picked up, dusted off, and carried on
0: undaunted. John- Interesting. Yep. Uh- Good job, little bomb. So this is Jolly Pumpkin Brewing. You expect them to have pumpkin beers. I couldn't find a single one of their pumpkin beers.
1: We did get this from Total Wine. We did, our yep. local Total Wine. Yep. For our local Total Wine. They had a couple different options. Jolly Pumpkins come in. Is it a 750 or a liter?
0: 750 mil. Yeah. Yep. So 750 mil, 22 plus ounce, um, bomber style. Uh, I've never had any Jolly Pumpkin. I'm yeah. excited to learn. Uh, this That's- is golden, naturally cloudy, bottle conditioned and dry hop for a perfectly refreshing, refreshing balance of spicy malts, hops, and yeast.
1: Yep, brewed with cascading crystal hops, Ooh. and it's uh, oaked for two months. Hmm,
0: fancy. So it's got a little bit of natural funk to it. So this is a farmhouse ale. You can smell the funk. Yeah. And the foam.
1: This bottle is foaming out of control. The so, bottle's half empty.
0: Uh, and it's half foam now. When was this made? Okay, this, oh my gosh. So this was bottled in 2017.
1: Good gracious.
0: May 2017. There
1: is a precious little dog on the bottle. Oh yeah. My favorite so part. We'll take a photo. I so don't so, love funky see. beers. Got Some of that, farmhouse. I get 750
0: mils of funky beer.
1: It's not a sour or anything, so I'm not mad about it. But
0: this is a French farmhouse, this is
1: more Andrew's style.
0: Yeah, it's not too tart, it's not something where you're gonna hate yourself, it's not too sweet. Um, it is, it's got like more, not quite like the weediness or breadiness you get from a Saison, but it's in more in that family, um, less of a sour. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, the
1: beer did get a lot of accolades. Yeah. I only pulled a couple off of their website, mm-hmm. but at the Great American Beer Festival, it won bronze in session beer in 2009.
0: And it's what, 5%? No, 4.5%. percent Yeah.
1: And it was named one of the top 25 beers in America by Men's Journal in 2006.
0: They've been brewing it for a little bit. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very good beer. That's a yeah. good farmhouse. It's got a lot of funk to it for a farmhouse sale. Usually you're expecting more saison um, but it, it's also not like a, a Brett Monst- Sour Monster, Sour mm-hmm. Bomb. So it's quite good.
1: Let's look at the brewery.
0: Behind the beer.
1: Yeah. So Jolly Pumpkin, they have multiple locations, but the one that we're going to be looking at for this portion of the uh, podcast is the Jolly Pumpkin Restaurant and Brewery in Traverse City, Michigan. Before it was a brewery, it was the Bowers Harbor Inn on Old Mission Peninsula, and it was bought in the 1920s.
0: So we're on the mitten.
1: Oh, heck if I know. <laughs> Don't kidding. get geography up in here.
0: According to legend, the original owner's wife, Genevieve Stickney? Stickney, still haunts the brewery. She's a stickler. She is. Uh, she was an obese and jealous woman. I, I like that we have to like toss in that she is obese, so we're fat shaming her jealousy. Um,
1: yeah, I don't think the obese part comes into play later. It's kind of irrelevant. Actually,
0: so... It comes into why it there's an kind of... Yeah, yeah there's an elevator. Yeah.
1: Andrew will get to that. Yeah.
0: Uh, and she was an obese and jealous woman. As she got older, an elevator was installed. Uh, at the end to get her between the levels. Um essentially he got a, her husband got a dumb waiter for her his wife. Um and he also hired a nurse too to care for his wife. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He got that nurse. Um Genevieve hated this woman. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh he feared that she feared that her husband would bequeath his riches uh to this younger, thinner woman that didn't need an elevator to get between floors. Her suspicions were valid.
1: Indeed. Yep. He was having an affair. <laughs> and upon his death, he did leave his money to the nurse, but he left the inn to his wife, Genevieve.
0: And she has an elevator.
1: It's an inn with an elevator. She oh. can live there. So he died of a stroke, and Genevieve fell into a deep depression. Uh, ultimately, after all of this, she did hang herself in the rafters of the elevator shaft. So, part of the haunting story about this restaurant and brewery, as it is now, is that she reportedly messes with nurses. So, on one instance, a woman ordered a soufflé, and when it arrived at the table, after the server walked away, it just exploded. Poof. poof. And then my favorite, another woman. This isn't a favorite. It's not really. good, good a for the woman. Story. It's a great story. Bad, bad for the woman. But very interesting. Yeah. The woman was pushed down the stairs and ultimately broke her back. She was a nurse, and she was also having an affair.
0: Not with Genevieve's husband.
1: Not with Genevieve's hu- Well, I don't know. It doesn't say if she's having an affair with the ghost of Genevieve's husband, but whatever. <laughs> I imagine it's a living dude.
0: I am having sex with a ghost. <laughs> it's a
1: living dude situation, but Genevieve yeah. the ghost wasn't happy with the nurse who was cheating on somebody.
0: Yeah, this is a, that's a weird one, too, because she's very particular in haunting nurses. Ever since these events, uh, the building has experienced multiple hauntings, Uh, lights randomly turning on, mirrors and paintings falling from the walls. Guests have captured pictures with blurry women in the background. Faucets turn on and off. Uh, Pans fall down. It's one of those like sort of standard hauntings, like weird stuff happens here. It must be haunted. Um, Genevieve's story and the haunting legends has been featured actually uh, on Unsolved Mysteries and in numerous books.
1: Yeah, so if you want to learn more, there's more out there.
0: Or if you just want to enjoy some good jolly pumpkin beer,
1: I would love to go to this restaurant. Yeah, honestly, it sounds fun. I love a good restaurant brew pub.
0: Yeah. And do I love
1: to eat? Yes. Do you love? Do beer? I love to drink? Yes.
0: Then do it. Uh, we'll get to one of these later. Actually, the next one we've been to
1: here's a brew pub we have been to. Yeah.
0: So um, this first beer, the first beer is from Michigan. I've been to Michigan once. You've never been to never. Michigan, yeah. But this next one is Moon River Brewery uh, in Savannah, Georgia.
1: Yep. So the brewery itself was founded in 1999 by Gene Bico and John Pinkerton, and it is currently housed in one of the oldest and most historic and reportedly haunted buildings in Savannah.
0: According to a tour guide, because this is this is more of an insight into our lives, uh, it is the most haunted building in the most haunted city. In all of the United States.
1: Have we been to Savannah? Yes. Did we go on a haunted tour? Twice. Twice. But on the first one, they brought you to Moon River. Mm -hmm. Is Savannah an open carry? or Not open carry. Is Savannah... It is open
0: carry, but it's also...
1: (laughs) (laughs) Open container. I've done that like multiple times in the past month. Open container city. Yes. Yes, it is. So they take you to Moon River. We're going to do like the ghost tour part. But then they also let you get a drink because oh. on the ghost tour, when you leave Moon River, you can take your beer with you. Yep.
0: I, Highly recommend it. Yeah. cannot recommend enough.
1: Yeah. Uh. So essentially, this brewery has been featured on Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures, America's Most Haunted Places, PBC's Southern Haunts, Sci Fi's Ghost Hunters. After we did the tour, I actually came home and watched the Sci Fi Ghost Hunters because oh, okay. I just thought it was super interesting to learn more about the history and stuff.
0: Yep. Um, so in 1820, the Great Fire swept through the town on January 11th, destroying nearly every major building in downtown. If you've been to Savannah, you you recognize how tight some of the buildings are. And then they do have these nice squares to help prevent their fire breaks, essentially to prevent fires from jumping around. Um, this building was built after that fire, though. So it was built in 1821 as the city hotel. It was the first hotel in Savannah and the post office.
1: Many famous people stayed at the hotel during its tenure including Winfield Scott, who was a war, war of 1812 hero, Marquis de Lafayette. 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 Wasn't we Winf- love some Hamilton.
0: Didn't, wasn't Winfield Scott involved with the uh, the national anthem? Or am I my not know. Was, I don't know. All right, whatever. James Audubon, the bird dude. Oh, we got to love some birds. Oh, Audubon bird stayed
1: for six months while trying to sell his wildlife sketches in Savannah.
0: Oh, I love birds. Pretty dude. cool. Yeah. I love
1: birds. Um, so the hotel's final guest checked out in 1864, right before the end of the Civil War. Uh, the hotel closed when General Sherman claimed the city on
0: his famous march to the sea during the Civil War. Yep. Um, the building then served as a hospital during uh, multiple yellow fever outbreaks. Savannah... That is it,
1: a major theme on those ghost tours. Oh,
0: yeah. there uh, re- uh, Yellow fever, mm. scarlet fever. Um, they Savannah is in a swamp. There anything Any mosquito-borne illness... Is going to ravage Savannah. Yep. And it did. Um, it, to the point where uh, people were just dying in the streets and then they would just push them in the alleys, push the dead bodies into the alleys. It um, seemed like a
1: bubonic plague, like people on cart situation.
0: Right. Except they didn't even bother with the carts, they just took them to the alley and dumped the bodies. Yeah. Um uh mostly the children mostly children reportedly died in the upper floors of this building during this yellow. When paper it was outbreak. used, Yeah, yeah, yeah when, like when it was used hospital. as a hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, At the
1: turn of the century, the building was used as a lumber and coal warehouse. In 1960, the building was repurposed as an office supply store with a large printing press. And then it remained empty until 1995 when it was renovated for the brewery. Initially, it was intended to be Oglethorpe Brewery, Mm
0: -hmm. who's the
1: first governor.
0: Yes. And Oglethorpe Brewery, I think, may still be around. Yeah. But
1: Oglethorpe, For, for some reason, Oglethorpe didn't stay long enough to finish the work. When they were renovating it they claim it was because of ghostly spirits um, but we're not sure and then in 1999 moon river opened there instead yep. in that facility
0: honestly based on what we know and based on what we've seen i don't think moon river's really moved too far forward on some of those updates either
1: <laughs> interestingly enough we'll get to that yep. yeah
0: uh, the brewery staff have encountered many instances of unexplained events, including bottles being thrown by unseen forces, people being touched, pushed, and slapped by invisible forces. When you go to the bar, the the brewery, you enter in on the main floor, their ground floor. Mm-hmm. That is, to my knowledge, not being haunted, at least not regularly. It's the main. At least not
1: enough to close their doors. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it is. It's a decent. It's a good brew pub. Um, the beer's good. I. Uh, I wish we could get some of it here because yeah. some of it's pretty it is really they good. They can. Uh, they do can. Um, and but their food is excellent. So if you're in Savannah, yeah, swing by, do a ghost tour, and maybe you'll go down to the basement.
1: Yeah. So one of their most famous ghosts named Toby, Toby is in eye. the basement in the bar billiards area. He's been known to push patrons and staff. They don't know his story or why he's there, but they do know that he likes to play tricks. And on the ghost tour, they do bring you, at least the one we did, mm-hmm. you do go down to the basement. And it's interesting to see. It's When we were there, there was nothing going on in the basement. is very quiet.
0: Oh, we definitely had some folks spanking. that were like, oh, I want a ghost to come out and I know. <laughs> we had one lady in the
1: front of the ghost tour the whole time, everywhere. was like, I just want to feel the auras." like... Let the, let, me let everybody go by. Feel the ghosts, feel let the ghosts. Yeah, the yep. orbs. Yep. it's very interesting. Um, but great his, history oh, in the ghost time. tours. I yeah. always do it for the history part of it. And I enjoyed going through this building to learn more. Yeah,
0: uh, and what the basement, I mean, in Savannah, a lot of this, the older buildings are connected through tunnels. Those mm-hmm. tunnels were used for slave transport to get them from, not for the Underground Railroad, but to get them from the docks to where they need to go. Um, Or cotton transport. Like they used it as a transport tunnels and the basement is part of that network. On the upper floors, uh, you have the famous shooting of James Stark, a local gambler who was shot by the town physician, Dr. Philip Menace. Uh, They had a feud that broke out probably over gambling uh, in 1832 and Menace was acquitted at the murder.
1: Yeah. So Menace being the town doctor. Yes, he shot basically the town drunk. So he didn't get...
0: I mean, Prosecuted. who's going to get mad when you shoot the town drunk if you're yeah, the town drunk? they kind of just
1: let that go. Yeah. Um, there's so, also a lady in white. She's a glowing white apparition, and she's been seen on the restaurant's upper floors. She's believed to be the spirit of maybe a hotel worker who died in the late 1800s. During the renovations of the 1900s, a foreman's wife was violently pushed down the staircase, and locals say the foreman quit on the spot, and the upstairs remains unfinished, which is true. When we were there... There were still like literally rafters, I remember, like construction. They
0: they took us to the second floor. They would not take us to the third floor. The second floor, the only thing that that exists on the second floor, at least when we went a few years ago, was uh, the office office, for the manager, for the owner of the Mm -hmm. building. Um, for the brewery, but yeah, the the second floor looks like a rundown building, and they wouldn't yeah. take us to the third because uh, it's too haunted. It
1: looks like they're literally in the midst of renovations and just stopped, yeah. and which it sounds like they might have
0: on our ghost tour. That was definitely something that they kept sa- they kept reiterating was we were renovating this, and then it got too real for our. For the guys, like people wouldn't come and do work for us. It's sort of like the old uh, joke, not old joke, but like sort of the thing we get at one of our dams in North Carolina, where it's like, oh, yeah, we the none of the local divers will come do work on the dam because of these giant catfish that may or may not exist. So they have to hire out um, people. And that's the same situation here where people are afraid of going up to the second and third floors for long periods of time.
1: So if you're ever in Savannah, we, we've we been to Savannah a couple times. And the first time we went, we had lunch here. We've been there for dinner with Andrew's family.
0: Food's good. The
1: food's good. It's fun. It's different. Um, but I would definitely recommend some of those ghost tours. If you just want to learn more about the history, you will tour it.
0: Mm-hmm. It is
1: open in uh container, so you can get a drink and take it to your next stop on the ghost tour.
0: Yeah, just make sure your ghost tour goes through Moon River. And yeah. you enjoy yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's a ton of more information about this brewery in particular because Mm -hmm. it has been covered in so many episodes of, you know, Ghost Hunters International or sci-fi, whatever, and some of these other shows. Mm -hmm. So you can definitely find more information on the web and there's information on the Moon River website themselves.
0: Moon River. Go visit. All right. So our next haunted brewery is St. Arnold Brewery located in Houston, Texas. Um, It's a neighborhood that was once surrounded. The area of the brewery was burned to the ground in a violent fire in 1912. In
1: 1914, the uh, new building was constructed on that site, and it served for years as the Houston Independent School District's frozen food operation plant. And staff at the plant were the first to report some of the unexplained phenomenon at the site.
0: Uh, St. Arnold Brewing moved into the space in 2009. Um, they are Texas's oldest craft brewery and have been around since 1994.
1: That's super interesting to me. How old is craft beer in some states? How old is it here?
0: In North Carolina? Yeah. 87? Uh, 88? It's about as old as I am. So it's um, not
1: that old. I mean, <clears throat> 94 is not unheard of.
0: No. Um, think about North Carolina. First craft brewery was uh Weeping Radish, which we've mm-hmm, covered. Mm-hmm. The second, to my knowledge, was Red Oak. And the third, to my knowledge, was Highland. Mm. And that would be three by ninety five. They had we had three.
1: Um but that's not. No. I mean Texas is bigger. Everything's bigger.
0: But. But there's they also everything's bigger, including their religious blue Fair walls. Enough. Not now, but back in the day. Um.
1: So so the owners of the St. Arnold Brewing um, facility started to have some of their own paranormal experiences in addition to all the ones they had heard about before. So on two separate occasions, an employee's young daughter claimed to see kids running around the brewery when there weren't any there. So they were the only ones in the facility. One night they were sitting in the beer hall when the two to three year old said, hey, daddy, kids, and pointed to an area where no one was. And she kept insisting that there were kids over there. That would creep me out. Children are creepy
0: I mean, sometimes. in general, but. Yeah. Uh, the brewer also recalls being alone in a facility one night around 2 to 3 a.m. and hearing children's laughter. That would make me hurry up and get yep, that. heck nothing's out. Nothing's
1: creepier than children's laughter when there's nobody there. <laughs>
0: oh, my gosh. Nope. Uh, no one really knows why it's haunted. Um, does it have something to do with being a food storage facility? So that's what the owner. Keep,
1: yeah, the owner keeps joking that like it's children that died eating the food
0: from the <laughs> frozen food place. Frozen food's haunted. Yeah. So uh,
1: funny, not funny. I don't know.
0: Um, or perhaps there was a fire that possibly took place. Well, there was
1: a fire. Oh, yeah, the, the fire in the earlier yeah. in the
0: neighborhood. Um, uh, but ultimately, it remains unexplained. There, no one really knows what's going on there.
1: Yeah, but there are some, you know, local news networks have done some coverage of you know ghost investigations that I was watching on YouTube. So if you want to see more, you're in the Houston area, want to check it out, mm-hmm. might be something to look at.
0: Back to Michigan.
1: Michigan's got a lot. Yeah, it's like Charlotte.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a joke for those of you that enjoy ACC football games. <laughs> Charlotte's got a lot. Or just see Charlotte ads. Ads. Yeah. I think they add a lot, advertise a lot on Charlotte. Does I never seen ACC. I thought it was on ACC games like I watched. Oh, no, it's on like morning news in the morning. I'm like,
1: Charlotte's got a lot. Does it?
0: Back to Michigan. Yep. Uh, So the Mitten Brewing Company. So when I asked Laura to show me where on the mitten it was. Mitten. Mitten. Michiganians really love to tell you where on the mitten they are.
1: Indeed. And that helps some of us like me.
0: Yeah. I still don't know, but sure. So this is Mitten Brewing Company located in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Same place as Founders, actually. Um, they won gold at the twenty eighteen GABF and the twenty sixteen World Beer Cup. They were able to get silver.
1: They've got a couple of leads.
0: They were named Michigan's best new brewery in twenty thirteen, and the owners are Chris Andrus and Max Triveler. Uh They began work on the historic Engine House Number no. Nine in February twenty twelve.
1: The building was used as a firehouse and it housed four to six firemen at the time of operation for nearly a century. It was decommissioned in 1966. So for a long, long time, it was a firehouse. So the owners soon realized there was something going on at their new facility. Uh, One thing that tipped them off, uh, one night, the owner, Chris Andrus, was the last person to leave around 2 a.m. and he had just mopped the facility. He Uh, was also the first one to arrive back the next morning and he noticed footprints left from the wet water and he realized that no one had been there. And even more disturbingly, the footprints were those of a child. So they were small and they started in the middle of the room out from
0: there. The real question is, why are all these children haunting things? Children are haunting. This is the second brewery (laughs) now that children are out there haunting folks. Yeah.
1: So on the website for the brewery, They actually have a page dedicated to ghost stories for the Engine House Number 9, and there's a picture you can see of these footprints, and it is pretty creepy.
0: Wow. Yeah. Uh, In 2014, the other owner, Max uh, Treeveller, also had an issue. Uh, (laughs) When they were doing demo upstairs, they tore out the original wall, and they discovered inside the wall on the wood was a plainly visible white footprint. Why are there footprints on the wall?
1: Are footprints creepy when they shouldn't be there?
0: I mean... Let's put it this way. This wood had not been exposed to the light of day for over 120 years. It was 126 years since the last time that wood had been seen. And the footprints matched the footprints from Chris's experience with the mop water.
1: So funny enough, these footprints, the wood boards, they took them out, they carefully removed them. They sealed it with an epoxy coat and they have it on display at the brewery. So to them, it was like...
0: Oh, I mean, yeah. Very interesting. At this point, you just got to look at it. So you can totally
1: see it. Like I said, you can go to their website and they've got pictures that will match the two. So you can see that.
0: They should change their name to the Footprint Brewery. Shouldn't they?
1: (laughs) Uh, Staff and customers alike have had experiences seeing apparitions, sensing the presence of someone who's not there, motion lights getting set off when doors are locked, footsteps and old creaks and noises... Whatever it is has a certain um, proclivity for electrical currents, including a speaker in the upstairs tap room that even when turned off will emit static, a voice yelling, and sometimes even several several seconds of song on the um, speaker when it's unplugged.
0: So at this brewery,
1: the employees are encouraged to record their experiences in a leather-bound journal.
0: Oh, leather-bound books in rich mahogany?
1: So um, sometimes that journal actually ends up missing for months at a time. (laughs) And they have a Facebook page with the hashtag ghost files that you can post your own experiences. This is weird. So this is definitely a brewery that is embracing the history, embracing the weirdness, and kind (laughs) of using it to build upon yeah. their it's part of their image. brand mm-hmm. yeah
0: no one really knows what is going on in these encounters um it could be there was a firefighter who died uh it could be a children uh, someone who died in something prior to the firefighting house um andrus, andrus says that it just keeps changing on how it is appearing so it could be multiple entities um it sounds like it's playing tricks on them. So it's more like a poltergeist. Um, and he said that he's not had anything bad happened. So like no one's getting pushed downstairs and have their back broken. Like, uh, what's her name? Gertie, Gertrude, Genevieve, Genevieve, Genevieve's mm-hmm. out there killing folks or hurting folks. And this ghost is just playing pranks. Yeah. Um, but you can go to the website for audio records that were taken during an overnight investigation at the firehouse by Grand Rapids ghost hunters. Mm-hmm.
1: So let's uh, venture down into Ohio.
0: Ooh, Ohio.
1: Yep. So Mommy M A U M E E Bay Brewing. They were established in 1995 and they operate out of the historical Oliver House, in the oldest working commercial building in Toledo. Oh wow. The Oliver House opened its doors in 1859 and it was a first-class modern hotel. It had Ooh. 171 rooms. Each with their own
0: fireplace. That's a shit running ton water, of, uh, yeah, fireplaces. and gas lighting.
1: So super fancy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by
0: 1894, newer hotels overshadowed the Oliver House and eventually became a common rooming house. So just a you know a boarding house. Uh, in 1919 it was bought and converted to an industrial plant for manufacturing light fixtures woo i am so excited i Mm -hmm. love good light fixtures um it then changed ownership throughout the 20th century for various purposes
1: today it's been returned to a public place um, of social activity and entertainment the oliver house served as a medical center for the wounded during the spanish-american war Wounded soldiers were brought by train and either recuperated or died on the second room floors of the building. The basement may have at one point been a makeshift morgue during those times.
0: Now, they've had numerous apparitions. They've appeared to guests and diners over the years. Uh, The most common is a soldier known as the captain, my captain. Who is said to show up dressed in full uniform? He's benign, jovial spirit, often seen or felt in the private dining room or the pool room. Uh, Not nearly as creepy as some of the Alaskas we've been talking about.
1: No children here. (laughs) (laughs) From what I
0: know. Uh, The apparition of a woman in period clothing is spotted occasionally on the staircase, and many report phantom footsteps.
1: So they built an addition in 1965 to the building, and it was on top of a burial ground. Um, Legend has it it was a Native American burial ground, so bones were inadvertently dug up by a construction crew. So another common apparition that people say they've seen is that of a Native American chief.
0: Pretty much benign ghost um, apparitions.
1: They're not going to push you downstairs.
0: They ain't going to kill you. Go check it out if you want to go like see like friendly ghost. Head to Mommy Brewing.
1: Yeah, Toledo. Sounds great. Yeah, sounds great. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, I think we are ready for our last beer of the night.
1: So, our last beer is the Pillow Fist, which is from Old Town Brewery in Portland, Oregon. Andrew actually picked up this beer, not even realizing that it was going to become a part of this podcast episode.
0: <laughs> I got it for technically for uh, Patreon, but we are absolute worst to Patreon. And so, yeah, it didn't happen. But we're using it on an episode, so. so
1: yeah. I was researching breweries, and this one popped up, and Andrew was like, "Oh, I have that beer in the closet. Perfect."
0: So we are doing the Pillow Fist. It's a New England style hazy IPA, six point eight percent alcohol, sixty eight IBU. That is really high for I'm our New England. Um, it's a seasonal season, <laughs> it's a seasonal beer. Don't ask why. Um, why While I have it, I should say.
1: Oh, I was going to say, it sounds pretty seasonal once you hear what it's... <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So the flavor profile is ripe mango, tropical fruit, and juicy pineapple. And they say, this New England-style IPA is packed full of luscious hoppy goodness paired with a mouthwateringly juicy f- character. With over four pounds of hops per barrel, it delivers an incredibly complex and aromatic brew. Pillow Fist is unfiltered, unprocessed, and unapologetic, unapologetic, offering waves of tropical flavors followed by a gentle hop bitterness try this out it is hazy you cannot see through this that is a lot of like cascade on the nose like it, it's very piney on the nose
1: it is indeed a thick ipa
0: yeah i would never
1: that is chunky
0: i would never say this is a new england ipa like Why? based on like what we're expect, like i'm expecting from new england i'm expecting more juice i'm expecting this a just lot tastes
1: of, thick to me
0: yeah it tastes like a thick ipa
1: Which I would expect from a juicy, but it is not as juicy as I would have imagined.
0: Right. It's more piney, more, and maybe it's because it's older than probably it should
1: be. Yeah. I was going to say, to me, it's kind of bland.
0: Yeah. It's really like a thick. um,
1: Did Andrew store this since April? And it's now. All right. Um, So should we dive in? Yeah, let's dive in.
0: Why is is Old Town Brewing a thing?
1: So this brewery has a whole page on their website dedicated to their haunted past. Ooh! Yeah, so Old Town Pizza and Brewing, which I absolutely want to go to, that -hmm. sounds delightful, is built directly above some of Portland's infamous Shanghai tunnels. These tunnels were used to kidnap uh, people in the early 1900s and late 1800s. So during this time, Portland was considered one of the most dangerous places to go out to
0: drink. So the, when we say Shanghai and capture, they are shanghaiing you to put you on a boat to make you work yeah, on the boat. Uh, yeah, you're
1: using that as a verb. Yep. But you could literally, so um, Old Town, Chinatown area of Portland was formerly known as like a hotbed of prostitution and gambling and opium dens. So going out to drink here, you're likely to be drugged and then literally kidnapped, taken in these tunnels and then forced into labor onto some ship going yep. God knows where.
0: Not great. Probably crabbing, crab ships. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Old Town Pizza was founded in 1974, and this is what— be- Is this Old Town Pizza became Old Town Brewing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. From my understanding. Yep.
0: So they founded in 1974.
1: So it's Old Town Pizza and Brewing. I might have gotten lazy oh. and not part the put the and Brewing part. Well,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh In 1882, two successful lumber barons built the Merchant Hotel on this block— Old Town Pizza sits in the original hotel lobby. So if you want to spend the night, uh, you need to go back about 200 years uh, or 130 years, whatever. (laughs) Uh, And the window where you would place your pizza order is the original hotel's reception desk. I would love to go here just to see, just get a photo of that. Here's what's
1: interesting. So before, you know, weeks ago I did the research and I found that there are private tours available that you can tour these underground pathways that were used to grab these unsuspecting people and transport them to the docks. We were were planning a trip to Portland um, with Andrew's parents and I was talking with his mother and his mom was looking at different tours and she turned to me and said, there's these underground tunnels in Portland and there's an underground tunnel tour. Would you want to do it? And I immediately was thinking of this episode and thought, hell yeah, I want to do that tour. Absolutely. It's like $13. So I think that'd be super yeah. interesting. But yeah, you can tour these tunnels and see exactly where these spots were going. So that's super interesting. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um Private tours are available. Um, and then the Merchant Hotel, so the original hotel, had was a very upscale clientele. Uh, and it was also known for the discerning gentleman. Yes. Are you discerning. looking for a lady of the evening? Uh, look, I am looking for... What? I may not be looking for Mrs. right, but I may be looking for Mrs. right now. That's fair. It was also known for offering prostitution uh, and nina nina Nina, okay is a resident ghost uh she's often felt standing behind you or seen in a black dress observing diners and wandering the basement so she's the voyeur ghost
1: so you could be eating your pizza there and getting spooked upon
0: yeah and she ain't new either she's been around a bit she's been around a bit she's Mm -hmm. been ghosting there for about 100 years
1: yeah so the legend is that she was at some point forced into prostitution and she worked at the hotel and she was convinced to share some information in exchange for freeing her from prostitution, but instead of freeing her, something went awry, and she was actually found dead. She was thrown down the elevator
0: shaft. So we began this episode with an elevator shaft.
1: Oh my god! And we right. end
0: this episode with an unintentional. <laughs> I love the way that planned out shaft.
1: Ah, yeah. So the elevator shaft now is actually a cozy little
0: booth at the end of the restaurant. The well, near obviously the weird part. If we go, we're going to I'm have to get a photo, booth. and we're going to eat in the booth, and we're going to super gonna specifically ask for the elevator shaft booth. There's other breweries that are haunted in the country, um, but if you are in Portland, let's see where are we at. Uh, so a lot of Minnesota, Michigan for some reason. But if you go to Jolly Pumpkin, uh, which location is theirs?
1: Uh, the one that's haunted is... Traverse City. Yeah, okay. Traverse
0: City. So if you're in Traverse City, Michigan, and you want to swing by Jolly Pumpkin, if you want to go to Savannah... Uh, Just walk
1: anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and take your beer with you because it's open container. Yeah.
0: Swing by the Savannah, <laughs> go to Moon River Brewery. If you are in Texas, Houston, you want to swing by St. Arnold, uh, Grand Rapids, the Mitten Brewing, or uh, Mommy Bay Brewing in Toledo, Ohio, or even like Portland and you want to go to Ota- Old Town Brewery. You know, there's breweries everywhere. That are so
1: many more. Yeah. Either
0: embracing their hauntedness or they are um, learning more about it as they get going. So it's fascinating. If, to see yeah.
1: That. If you've had a haunting haunting experience at a brewery, let us know because we probably didn't see it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, tour of the haunted some of the haunted breweries in the country. Uh, we enjoyed our beer from Old Town Brewing out of Portland and Jolly Pumpkin out of Michigan. A uh, lot of fun, a uh, lot of good beer. And if you enjoyed this show or any of our others, please take a moment to subscribe and give us a rating or review in whatever app you found us on. We value your feedback as it helps us to find new listeners. Um, If you have any thoughts or suggestions for future breweries or topics, uh, or if you'd like to just join us on an episode, tweet at or follow us on Twitter at brew underscore news. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram at brewnewspod. Uh, visit our website, brewnewspod.com, or just send us an email, brewnewspod at gmail.com. You can also find us on any of your podcasting apps, your favorite podcaster, whether that's Apple Pod, Google Play, which I don't think anyone uses, Spotify, which I hope people use, uh, and uh, or anything else. Thank you guys so much for listening, and next week we'll be back with more Haunted Hops. Cheers. Cheers. Have you ever wondered how you could join the brew news crew we'll swing over to patreon.com slash pod and you can join us we have three different tiers for all of our patrons at the lager level you earn early access to all of our podcast episodes at the ipa level you get early access to our podcast episodes but you get special weekly beer tastings that are done by various members of the crew and you get special video presentations including our beer miss special at the stout level, you get everything you get at the IPA level, but you also get to appear on one episode of the Brew News Pod. And when we have some swag, we'll send some your way. So feel free to swing over to patreon.com slash brewnewspod. That again is patreon.com slash brewnewspod and join the crew.